Welcome to another episode of the Trusted Advisor podcast and video series powered by the Retail Solutions Providers Association. Our goal on the pod is to accelerate the success of today's and tomorrow's leaders in the retail IT industry. I'm Jim Roddy back with you again. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a special quick take episode of the pod where for about 20 or 25 minutes, we feature an RSP member who will speak at Retail Now 2022. If you're not familiar with Retail Now, it's the Retail IT Channel's number one trade show, education conference, and networking event scheduled for July 24th through 26th at the Gaylord Palms in Orlando. Retail Now will feature six education tracks, more than 20 education sessions, and dozens of expert presenters, including today's guest. Dan Bratland is the president and chair of CoCard Marketing Group. CoCard has, has over 100 member offices nationwide, generating more than $9 billion in annual volume. Dan has over 20 years experience in the integrated payments and hospitality technology industry, and he's a frequent speaker at RSPA events, including Retail Now, and earlier this year at the RSPA Inspire Leadership Conference in Clearwater Beach. For this year's Retail Now, his talk is titled VAR and ISV Sales and Customer Strategies for the New Normal. Hey, Dan, welcome to the podcast. It is great to work with you today. Nice to be here, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, great to see you again. Nice to hang out with you uh, in Clearwater Beach uh, as yeah. well, and definitely definitely looking forward to this conversation today. So the format for our talk, so for our audience who are regular listeners, it's going to be a little different from our typical podcast. We're going to play with Dan, a game of true or false. And so I'm going to make a statement about sales, and Dan's going to share with us what I'm saying is a myth, so that'll be the false part, a best practice or principle, that'll be true, or as you know, it might be somewhere in between. So Dan, you're ready to play. Let's roll. I'll give it a shot. Wonderful. I feel like there should be music or something. You know, yeah. Yeah, somebody yeah. ready to play. There should be some band or something, some peppy music. Like a game show. Yes, exactly right. Well, Rod Roddy uh, was, you know, always come on down at the Price is Right. So I'm following, <laughs> following in his footsteps. So, okay. all right. True or false, number one. Salespeople are born, not made. I would say true and false. Here's the story when it comes to nature versus nurture when in, in sales. And I've, you know, there is a thing we call, I, I talk about in my talk called the friendship factor, um, the likability factor. It's important in sales that you, that, uh, you have this sort of likability factor and it's really hard to fake. Many uh, people are sort of born with this um, knack, even in starting in grade school, where they walk into a room and people are attracted to them. They're they sort of the life of the party. Um, it's sort of a God gift that certain people have, which can transcend into sales. The other side of that is I've, I've seen a lot of these people that have this sort of gift uh, that really don't aren't successful in sales. You need to have a skill set. Um, you can't rely solely on your, your likability factor. So on the other side, I've hired successful salespeople that maybe didn't have this sort of gift of gab and, and, and personality, dynamic personality, that if they follow a set formula and systems, which I talk about in my talk, um, and, and having a set they're they're much more apt to learn a system and follow a program and i've almost had more success with individuals that maybe don't come across as this superstar salesperson but they're very but they follow a set system so i would say jim um a little bit of both and 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 
uh, you have to have a little bit of both to be successful. Got it. That's a good point. It can't be all like I just had the natural gift of gab and then you talk about whatever you want and it can't just be that you're following the system. But if you combine the two, that's what it sounds like. That's really where you get the most successful. The folks who have some natural ability and then they look to maximize it by building on their skills and, and their knowledge as well. Is Am I understanding that correctly? Yes. All right. Great. Absolutely. All right. Uh, the next true or false, top sales performers proactively attack target accounts, even if it means getting into trouble because they're so far out in front of their own company's support curve. Do you see that as true or false? I would say true. Um, you know, you have to get out there and I talk a, a lot about uh, hunters when I when I talk about hunters versus gatherers. And, and the ability to, to, to get out and talk to people uh, in front of certain uh, technologies. And you never want to be the last guy on the block. You sort of want to be the first guy on the block. So you, it's important in sales, if you are in the direct sales, that um, you sort of get ahead of that curve. And, and, and prospecting and setting appointments and talking to people is, is obviously the most critical element uh, when it comes to direct selling. So I would say true. And then can you talk about specifically from a VAR and ISV perspective, you know, not that the salesperson can sell something that hasn't been developed or won't be developed for months and months, but mm -hmm. that they're able to get the feedback and go back and shape the product offer and it can't just be selling only what's on the line card or only what's current that they've got to be gathering that data as well can you talk about uh, the importance of that or how you view that absolutely you know when the pandemic hit and we didn't know where we we're gonna go we had to get out there in front of that curve and find out really from our customer base and, and you know what it is they're 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 finding and looking more, almost as a service related call even though it's a sales call and we're trying to and we shifted from point of sale software to a contactless type uh, online ordering approach it was uh, it was getting out there and really getting feedback from the marketplace that help guide helps guides our sales division in, in what direction to go. So, uh, very good point, and I would agree. Got it. Okay, great. And just you know, that principle I shared is from the book New Sales Simplified. So you agreed uh, with with that from the book. I'm so. gonna have to write that down. That sounds good. I'm, I'm yeah, it's a good one. It really breaks yeah. it down. I'll say this. Uh, I read New Sales Simplified. I've seen you speak, mm -hmm. and I thought to myself, I think the, Dan and the author would get along uh, very yeah. well with it. So, so you'll enjoy that. that. So, all right. Uh, next, true or false. Uh, the owner of SMB, VAR, oftentimes believes they're the best salesperson for the company. So I guess we have to stop there. True. They all believe uh, that's the case, or 99% of them uh, tend to believe that. So here's, I guess, the true or false choice of yours, Dan. Even if that's the case, that this uh, owner is the best salesperson, the owner should still hire and train a salesperson who might end up even 80% as good as the owner because the owner can only generate so many sales themselves. So true or false to that last part of the statement? 100% true. And I can speak from experience and, and being an entrepreneur my whole life and, and having started and, and built several successful organizations. Um, you know, in the beginning, in my 20s, uh, when I first started a business, I thought that I had to sell and then um, nobody else could do it better than me uh, when it comes to setting appointments. 
how could I hire, you know, that doesn't make sense when I'm calling these owners of these businesses and if it's somebody else and not me and how could they be good? So I tested it. I, I brought in this college student. I said, here, call these people and start setting appointments, you know, and I went out, I come back thinking they had no success and they quit. They're all dejected. And I come back and say, yeah, I've got five appointments set up for you. And I go, oh my God, I've never set up five appointments in a day. So, so that was my first experience of saying, of breaking that sales system up and figuring out that yes, some people can. And the, the biggest, um, one of the biggest challenges entrepreneurs have and owners is delegation. And, and, and the common, uh, we, we, we like to sort of micromanage. If it's not going to be done my way, you know, I always know what, how it's done. Um, the ability to give that away and, and, and sort of let go and allow people maybe they won't do it the same way you do but oftentimes they figure out ways that are even better and let them fail and, and judge them on results like in my customer service department um, I really don't micromanage and listen to every call they're on and record everything I have one simple policy and I tell everyone on my staff I said listen as long as I never get a call from an upset customer, I know you're doing a good job. And that's what I judge you by. So make sure that I never get a call from an upset customer and we'll be fine. So the ability for an entrepreneur to, to delegate, and I have to tell you, it's a much easier life. You know, I make sure that I'm not a key important person in my company. So if I'm gone or I'm on vacation, nothing, I, my income doesn't go down. So one of my goals, you when you reach a certain point in your career as an owner, you have to reach a point where you are no longer an important piece of the puzzle. And that's when you become successful. And that's when you can live a life of uh, that you want to live and relax, still oversee everything, but not be dependent on you as an owner. Yeah, and you said that that comes through delegating, it comes through training, and it also comes to being open to let's get the outcome, but the style is going to be different because no one's going to imitate you. They're not going to be your uh, your exact duplicate. Is that kind of what you're saying? Exactly. Great. And I will say one more resource. If you go onto the RSPA website at gorspa.org, uh, to our audience, there's uh, an ebook we put together working with the RSPA members called Delegate or Die. Uh, and so just doing the search Delegate or Die, or you can probably in Google do RSPA uh, Delegate uh, or Die. That's a great title. Yeah. And so that's uh, we've got a lot of positive feedback uh, from that. And I can say um, I've had a lot of heartburn not delegating the right way. So it, it, hits, it, it hits home, uh, certainly, uh, when we put that together. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors who support the RSP community and make our podcast and video series possible. Our platinum sponsor is Blue Star. Our gold sponsors are Brother, Heartland, ScanSource, Shift4, and a company you might be familiar with, Dan, CoCard. So thank you to uh, all our sponsors. Uh, and to receive the benefits of an RSP membership or sponsorship, email membership at gorspa.org. All right, a few more true or false for you. So true or false, you should change your mindset and internal dialogue from I'm selling to I'm serving. Serve your customers so well, they'll feel compelled to, to tell others about you. True or false, Dan? That's absolutely true. You know, my, my top salespeople, I always tell them that whenever we present our product to a, a prospective, um, you know, a buyer prospect, 
that you know we always ask a clearing question at the end of of every demo we do and this is something i talk about at, at our at our session well upcoming at retail now and it, it's really a question before you get to uh, your price or your proposition when it comes to total investment and, and proposal once they see your product or service you have to ask at this point jim can you see how having this system or this can help your business can can benefit you can benefit from if they don't say yes to that i i there's no reason to try to to persuade them or convince them or do something to to uh close them on something that they don't see the benefit or the value in. Now, um, you may ask questions after, if they do say no, um, you might wanna ask, can I say why, or what? what is it, you know, try to dive into those where you may be able to overcome some of those objections, but we rarely would get a no. And the next question they ask typically is, well, how much is it which is what we want to get them to think about now they want the product now they just want to know what and that that leads us into the investment opportunity so the whole what i'm saying here is that absolutely we uh, we train our sales uh, representatives definitely you know don't try to sell something to someone that may not need or want or you cannot develop a benefit that outweighs the investment, if you can't build enough value in your product or service that outweighs what the total investment is, then you should not be trying to sell that prospect in my opinion. Got it, got it. Okay, so yeah, true shift from I'm selling to I'm serving, that comes from the book, The Serving Mindset uh, by Farnoosh Brock. All right, another true or false. Uh, this is another one from a sales expert, I'll tell you who it is later. The biggest opportunity in your business is hiring someone just to schedule demos. That lets your salespeople do only presenting and closing. True or false? That's true. Did you get that from me? Because I, you know, I'm I'm a big advocate of 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 what I call assembly line selling, and all the top organizations do it from Oracle um, and, and other companies where they have what is called BDRs. And so many times, as owners and sales managers, when you're building a sales team, and even if we're selling ourselves, um, it's so difficult to to be good at all aspects of the selling, starting with prospecting and cold calling and setting appointments. That's a skill set all in itself. You have to understand numbers. You have to be a rejection specialist. You have to have the right attitude. You have to understand how measuring works and, and, and what those uh, algorithms are as far as the numbers go, analytics. And then presenters, when you, if you're selling and you're doing the actual demo, and 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 face to face with a prospect that's a whole nother level of skill sets you've got to have built credibility you got to have that friendship factor i talked about the trust you have to have the product knowledge backwards and forth be able to, to present your product in an education educated format then you have to be able to close the sale that's a skill set all in itself i know some uh, organizations that even have their salespeople do the delivery of the product, the setup, they're running lines around uh, down on their hands and knees, and they're doing the training and the go live. Well, that's just, it's so hard to find individuals that are great at all of those things that, that makes, that 
that's the science of selling. So what we found is that the average salesperson loves to sell and they love to present and they love to do demos. But they're probably not excited to wake up in the morning and go out there and, and prospect and set appointments. They might lie to themselves and say they like it. But really, you know, uh, so it, 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 we become much more productive by bringing people in at a good rate. You could have um, interns from college that are out of business school. They're looking to get involved in technology sales. It's a great way for them to start off being a BDR, making calls, setting up those demos. Um, you can pay them an hourly rate. Um, I also found that salespeople will will er, want to earn less money if they don't have to prospect. If all their meetings are set up for them and all they have to do is present and do demos, um, you can have the same payroll, but you just break that payroll up into different components. And so 100% uh, uh, true. Well, well, good. I'm glad you agree with that because my source for that was you speaking at uh, Inspire earlier this year. And the full quote is, that as you know, hiring these appointment schedulers change our business. I call this assembly line selling. Stop looking for superstars and start hiring specialists. So would right. have been really awkward if you would have said false. I, uh... <laughs> but probably the biggest key to my success um, in, in every business I've started, whether and I've, I've had different products and different services, I've followed that same sort of formula of, uh, and all, it's interesting, all the numbers stay the same. It, I call it the 80-20 or the Pareto principle. Out of 10 10 calls you make, you're going to talk to two people. Out of two decision, out of 10 decision makers, you're going to set two appointments. Out of 10 presentations, you're going to you're close two sales. I call it the law of of 20, 80, 20. Yep, yep, and it just keeps whittling down. So the more appointments you're able to have, the yeah. more sales you'll be able to make. It comes down to that. That's right. All right. So I think you know I only have two more for you. This last one, really short. True or false? Cold calling is dead. <laughs> That is so false because actually it, there's a new game out there now and, it, and cold calling is king. You know, it used to be um, we shifted from, especially with technology and, and electronic marketing and email marketing and all these various ways to, uh, you know, to make contact with the customers. So now the average owner of a business never really gets to talk to anybody anymore. They almost look forward to somebody actually coming in or calling them and actually talking to them about their business, about a solution. So the opportunity today has never been, I would say, greater than uh, a business that is going direct and actually having a personal contact with these prospects. So it's, it's, it's almost went full circle back to when, uh, as my kids would say, back in the 1900s when I first started getting into sales where cold calling was everything, but, but businesses were getting people calling on them you know, all day long and they got tired of these salespeople. Now you walk into a business, they, they haven't had a salesperson actually come in and talk to them for weeks and, and you're the only person. So the opportunity is there uh, to grab. It's, it's a great opportunity. And so it is not dead, that's for sure. And I guess, let me ask you a follow-up. It's not that salespeople are just taking naps now as opposed to outreaching. Is it because they're just overly reliant on email and they think if I send six emails and they haven't called me back, then I'll move on to somebody else, that they don't pick up the phone? Um, is is that, and they don't visit, is that the reason for it? Um, yeah, there's so many tools now to where you don't, you know, 
it used to be, you know, try to work smarter versus harder. And there's all these things, uh, constant contact, uh, LinkedIn, where you can, you know, these network meetings uh, that you can go and and try to create, uh, you know, opportunities where you don't have to get out there and knock doors. And that's all good. And those should all be there. But the person that is out there uh, doing more direct um, prospecting has a has an advantage uh, from a competitive standpoint to all those other salespeople that are doing the same thing with the digital marketing, um, the, the, the massive emails, uh, blasts that go out, however, you know, uh, these networking meetings. So it just gives an advantage now if you're willing and, and have the skill set to go out there and make calls. Got it. Yeah. So social, email, all those other digital marketing things, they should complement uh, your yeah. phone calls. They are not a replacement by any means. So Correct. All right. Final true or false, all right? Uh, you will regret and might even shed tears if you don't attend Retail Now 2022 in Orlando and Dan Bratlin's breakout presentation on sales strategies. True or false, regret in tears? Very true. I mean, you have this, this is going to be the best show. Um, at, you know, it's interesting after COVID, um, we went to Inspire and uh it was just sort of getting back and the people that ended up going said that was one of the best decisions they made and now we're expecting this upcoming show sort of getting back to uh some sort of normalcy and we're looking for the best retail now show ever and jim i just want to say you know you are the right man for this job and and keep it up and i appreciate all the things that you do and this podcast and i look forward to having some good times with you at, at retail now. Oh, wonderful. I'm, I'm, that's very kind of you. I'm looking forward to as well. Do you remember, uh, this is, you know, you did a workshop at retail at uh, Inspire. And so I came up to you during one of the breaks in there and said, this is the first time I actually ever got to see you speak because we keep getting scheduled opposite each other. I don't know if you remember that conversation. Yes, I do. So at retail yeah. now 2022, you, I'm moderating one panel. Okay. You're having one breakout session they are both scheduled for 4.30 on Monday at the no, same time. I couldn't, I I couldn't believe it. I can't wait to see Jim and read the program. Are we on the same? Okay. We're on the same day at the exact uh, same time uh, at this point. So I guess I won't be shedding tears because I didn't attend retail. Now I'm going to be there, but I will be shedding tears because I'm not able to uh, not able to see it. But this is why we encourage folks to send multiple staff members to retail now because we have six sessions going on at the same time for all the breakouts to cram everything in. So I'm really bummed I'm not going to be able to see you speak, but I'm, I'm glad I, could, I saw you in Inspire. I'm glad we could talk today. You know, I'll say this with any attendee, you know, one idea from any one of these breakout sessions could change your whole business and your future. So it's definitely, if it's one thing I, I talk about, it's consistent learning, education, networking, uh, being around other people that have some of the same struggles that you're, you're having. Um, so the networking part aspect of it is also as critical uh, as the learning at the workshops. It's just a, a tremendous show. Look forward to seeing people there. And thanks again, Jim, for, for allowing me to present. 
No, no, happy to do it. The, the honor is ours. So, well, that does it for this quick take episode of the Trusted Advisor. We hope you enjoyed our discussion. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the RSP YouTube channel and the Trusted Advisor podcast so you never miss an episode. We'd also appreciate if you'd rate us wherever you find your favorite podcast. My personal philosophy is the more stars, the better. And be sure to register for Retail Now 2022. Again, that's July 24th through 26th at the Gaylord Palms in Orlando. It's going to feature a high-tech expo hall, plenty of networking opportunities, and several great education sessions, including VAR and ISV sales and customer strategies for the new normal. For all the details, visit the show website at gorsp.org forward slash retail now before we go big thanks again to dan bratlin for sharing his wisdom with us today thanks also to rsp director of marketing and strategic partnerships chris arnold for his production work joseph mcdade for our music and last but not least thanks so much to you for listening our goal at the rspa is to accelerate the success of our members in the retail it ecosystem by providing knowledge and connections for more information please visit our website at gorspa.org thanks for listening and goodbye everybody